Welcome to Dr. Lovely Couch Cafe. Your host, Dr. Lovely here. Niggas is sitting here just chilling right now. Who's chilling? Uh, me, nigga. And you, nigga. And that. And that is what we's doing. So, here we go. And felt like I was losing you. So the conversation I was able to have with those babies, I was unable to have and connected with my son. So all of those babies were my son. And, you know, y'all, when I first got in this business and my son was a little boy, it was just about being famous for me. It wasn't about being a wife. It wasn't about being a mother. It was about being famous. And though I had this son, my priority was not my son. And that's as real as I can be with it. He was not my priority because the priority was I got to make this money. I mean, we ain't never got to worry about nothing. And he can go to any college he want to go to. But what I wasn't doing was read bedtime stories. What I wasn't doing was making a PTAs. What I wasn't doing was going on a field trip. So when I lost that relationship, and I always say it's never too late, because as long as me and him both alive, it's never too late. But when I lost that relationship, and I had to take some of the responsibility, I prayed to the universe, and I said, if you give me another chance, if you give me another chance in motherhood, I'll, I'll do my best, and I'll know what my priorities are. And even when I was given another chance, it was watching my husband nurture his family. That allowed me to become a better nurturer as a mother, as a friend. So when I see the two of you sitting together as husband and wife, it makes my heart go, that's right. Because oftentimes, Andre, they make us feel like it's something wrong having our husband sitting by our side. But my husband is raising me. And I say that because it's real. My husband is giving me things that my father, my biological father, never did. I didn't know if he didn't know he gave it to me, I didn't know if he didn't consider it. But my husband, who's been my best friend since the 10th grade, is raising me and helping me be better just in my daily life walk. That's amazing. That's true. Um, I, I think it's beautiful. You know, um, <clears throat> the very interesting thing about that is you have definitely heard me talk about that. And I was talking to my son today and, you know, we were just talking about basic, um, you know, there's certain things that we take for granted <laughs> being intellectuals at times. Um, and that's because of insight, right? Um, when we do intake sessions, we ask um, people or parents about judgment as well as insight. Judgment is how we um, use critical thinking skills to map out decision making. Insight is our ability to look within ourselves and be able to um, judge self within and state, you know, um, how we um, engage with other people and how we read situations and um our actions towards others and the things we do for ourselves so when you're looking at these two factors um as a therapist what you're looking at truly is um if the client has an ability to make proper judgments and if they have insight to look within or search within themselves to say there's some things about myself i need to make changes in and how they look at that um, internally 
and make the decisions to make these changes when they can rationalize um, or um, think rationally by saying, you know what, these decisions that I'm making are um, part of the reason why I'm having such hardships in my life. So when you, um, those things are critical to, to um, self-growth, right? Um, so her saying that she grew up and the best way to explain that is when you understand trauma, when you first experience a trauma as a child, you emotionally get stuck in or stunted place. in the place where the trauma begins. So your body grows, but emotionally you do not. Emotionally and Yes. So when you look at that, the fact that she was in her adult, and I mean full adult, in mid-adult um, age, where she actually realized that her thinking was dysfunctional. It took and her another perspective, actually. Yes. Her man pointed it out to her. But the thing that she said was her husband nurtured her. And really, nurturing is about showing someone love. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. And and if you've never experienced it, you don't know how to receive it or, you know, accept it. Or, you know, model it, give it. So, um, for a lot of us, we reject it. Or it's an uncomfortable place because we're not used to experiencing it and we don't know what to do with it. So... For for what she she but um, he understood that about her. He yes, he did. Very patient he with her. Say it one more time. She he was what he was patient. Yes, he understood with her that. process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was nice. And the thing I love about their relationship is you can see the oneness in their relationship. When I talk about a relationship being one, it's reflective in their relationship, and it's not common. Um, in our community. So I thought that was a great, um, that was a good one. And I got a, I got one more of her too, um, that I really liked. So I'm gonna move on to the next one I have. Pause. Listen, listen, listen up real good now, okay? Um, just just pay attention to what's being said. I need you to listen real deeply now. And then I'm gonna come in and we're gonna come in with a rebuttal on this thing. Yeah. 
that being said, the white Jesus can stand a little bit more suffering. He's doing well for himself. He's doing well for himself these days. Oh, Shut niggas, up. this is the this is the show, American Gods. When I tell you, when I tell you, it's real shit in here. Oh man, it's some real shit. And how many colors does Jesus come? Like you got your white Jesuit style Jesus, you got your black African Jesus, you got your brown Mexican Jesus, you got your swarthy Greek Jesus. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of Jesus. There's a lot of need for Jesus. So. There's a lot of Jesus. A lot of Mexican Jesus came here the same way a lot of Mexicans do illegally. Y'all are stopping me. Well. 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 Fuck. He said the no, Mexican no. Jesus came no, no. to America no, illegally now, goddamn. But mind you, he ain't even talking about the Mexicans and shit. Pause. All right, niggas, that's my son checking on my ass because, you know, um, but now let me take it back to where I was at. It literally said they came here illegally, but it wasn't the Mexicans that came here illegally. It was the Spaniards, goddamn, that came here illegally. They've been dropping some real serious ass history gems in this mother. If y'all pay close attention, nigga, you will find they are dropping much, much, much Easter egg rambunctiously all through the place. You can ask him. He'll tell you. He waded across the Rio Grande. His back as wet as the evidence suggests. Good afternoon. I want to instant a couple of sets of business cards and I mean... Does that nigga say... He he waded across the Rio Grande with his back as wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. See, y'all, TV be racist. It be racist, but I, I don't even think anybody got mad at that. Man, listen. Um, You know, <laughs> my mom told me last week. She said that the prophet told her that her her children is gone astray. I said, oh, shit, mom. I said, so you going to tell me that I'm going astray because I worship the one God alone and you made the decision to worship man. And that's that's what you call going astray. I said, well, I'm going to go on and stay in this direction. And we parted ways with Enjoy your life with Jesus. I'm going to enjoy my life with Yahweh. And I had a very interesting conversation with my stepdad today. um, After finding out my uncle passed away. um, Which upset me. Because he was on my mind like all last week. um, The week before last. So, um... I was just wondering what he was doing, so definitely need to start being more um, efficient at calling folks when I'm when they on my mind. Um, but we was, you know, dialoguing. I said, Dad, you know, um, if 
Jesus died for our sins. As at first, God says no man can die for our sins, and he doesn't say it once. He said it multiple times. And not only does he say it multiple times, he helps them to understand because they were doing child sacrifices. So if you're doing child sacrifices, and he's saying that, no, y'all fucking messing up because these are <coughs> you, you, you sacrificing your ch- children won't atone for your sins. It just won't. A one child cannot die or a man can't die for another man's sin. We have to pay for our sins on our own. So I told him that, you know, it's mentioned. And then I, ta- I brought to his understanding the child sacrifices. And, you know, God literally, you know, stating this multiple times throughout scripture, you know. And I said, um, um, and if Christ dying for our sins... Um, would take away, you know, what we, you know, what the, the, um, the punishment for Torah, then why are we still dealing with curses? He said, I mean, it don't work. I said, all right then. And the only reason my dad can understand, um, the stuff I'm saying is because my dad is a Christian that always read the Old Testament. He was so, he was so different than most people, you know, um, that was that was Christian because most Christians don't read Old Testament. They don't really, you know, do a lot of reading there. They spend a lot of their time because, mind you, we're taught not to read it. We're taught that there ain't no need for us to be going back there. It's all about history, but they got prophecies, though. And that's what I was telling him, you know, today. I said, you know, that there's literally a prophecy that says when we're in um, right before we go into captivity, that we would appoint someone to speak on our behalf. Well, I said that would be the Messiah that everybody's looking for. <laughs> like, so, um, the, the, the reason why you have COINTELPRO is because they, they literally set up a CIA uh, initiative based on a black Messiah. Goddamn. And y'all man around here hating on the Bible. It's so much stuff that I could just bring forth. And this is the reason why I'm saying there's so much misconception about stuff. It's it's just impossible to just throw it all out. But this is the term to keep them from having a black Messiah. Come on. They knew the leader was coming. Shit. We just don't fucking know. Y'all, everybody all on the Jesus train. The Messiah ain't even came yet, goddamn. I mean, just, you know, it's just a whole nother thing. Anyway, um, I just thought it was interesting because a lot of times they give us so much truth. We don't even pay attention to the truth that we're given. Moving on. That was really, really something. Passionate. You're a very, very passionate person about everything. I love us. I love us. Like, when I say I love my people, I love my people, Shannon. I love us. I love everybody. Right. But my people, I love us. So when I speak on things, it's not to drop shade, mess, or tell I'm too damn grown for that. I'm 56 and a grandmother. Who got time for that? But I say it because will it make us better? Will it make us come to the table and say, you know, what what do we really leave for the babies that's coming behind us? That mean 
means something to me. When I talk about them damn bonnets, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, you, you said, hey, come on, can we, like, when we come out of the house, can we not have the bonnets on? Can we not have the pajamas on? Can we not have the house shoes? Right. The, the whole damn Halloween costume. That's a Halloween costume that you wear on Halloween. And I am passionate about that because what is the representation that we're giving to the little girls that's walking behind you? What is the representation that we're giving to our black men that's walking beside us? What is the representation that we're giving? And when they would say to me, oh, Monique, you don't know what they're going through. We all now listen up, man, goddamn. We grew up where we couldn't even go outside looking any kind of way because we got in motherfucking trouble. Um, when I grew up, we couldn't even go in the kitchen with the clothes. We could have went in, we could have went to sleep or fell asleep with our regular clothes on. And my daddy seen us with some shit we fell asleep in and they were regular clothes and we was in the kitchen, nigga, we was going to get in trouble. So, um, because we had a standard, I just want to say it one more time. We, we become debased in mindset. So we no longer have standards. So we make excuses for not having standards. You know, we just don't have one. And because we become loose in our standards, our children exhibit the looseness of standards. Like, it's like going to the store and seeing somebody. I still get like, feel some type of way when I see somebody come out with their wig like all over the town. It looked like they didn't kick the wig all over the roof. And, 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 and it's like matted up and they just didn't threw it all over the place. We are a, the, the thing they talked about so much when the white man came on this land, they were a regal people that we had exhibited cert, certain characteristics of luster and the way we carried ourselves and presented ourselves. It was elaborate. Why do you think we like dressing up? Niggas. I remember when I grew up, it was a lady, Miss Thomas. Miss Thomas wore heels every motherfucking day, goddamn. And she even wore heels with a jogging suit. <laughs> and she used to teach us young girls by saying, you you have a husband, you, you keep yourself up. Don't no husband want a woman that looking all any kind of way? <laughs> My daddy taught us that. My ex-husband used to be like, you keep yourself up. I used to get my hair up, my nails done. I kept myself presentable. And we were married for 20 years. It wasn't until towards the end that I was like, fuck all of this shit. <laughs> you know, um, but I did. I kept myself up because I wanted him to have something to look at, goddamn. You 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 know you learn from your elders, you how you keep your husband, you keep his interest, you give him the same shit you have when y'all first started. That's how you keep the relationship from getting sour and weak. Just saying, goddamn, just saying, you know, just just saying. I know people be thinking we judge folks harshly nowadays, but nigga, if we don't. If we judging them according to the standards that we were judged as children. And because we have slacks and lackadaisical ass ideas, nigga. Did you did y'all see that shit? Sookie on the set? Goddamn. I'm not a musician. What you trying to say? I do music, not magic. What the fuck? 
I'm just trying to teach you. Did she say learn or teach? Hmm? Did she say learn or teach? What? The lady, the the thing that she said, teaching is ghetto or learning is ghetto. What was no. It? She said, I think you misunderstood. Think. think. I don't think thinking is ghetto. <laughs> Clearly she ain't thinking now. Niggas. I mean, what the <laughs> niggas? What is that? <laughs> I don't th- What do you mean think? Think what? I don't think. Thinking is ghetto. What? What? Thinking is ghetto. Thinking is motherfucking fundamental. Goddamn. Show now. Wait, listen. I like like. Have you not noticed they find the retardedest, stupid black people they can find? You don't think they making fun of? Okay, I'm gonna be quiet and move on. Always been going through something. We was going through something when we got off the damn boat. We've been going through something. But once you lose the pride and the dignity of what you of what you feel like you look like. Then we've lost. So I wasn't backing down on that. It's like, no, y'all. We owe ourselves that. We owe ourselves that. How hard is it for you to love some in the community when you know they don't love you back? Mm. Mm. That's a good one, Shannon. Okay, that's a good one because sometimes I'll be in the bathroom having conversations with the ones that don't love me back, but I still love them because I just know they're misinformed. Yes. We've been conditioned in such a way in our community mm-hmm. to eat each other up and spit each other out. Mm-hmm. We've been conditioned. Well, I don't like her. I, I love my people. But why? Why do I love my no, people? No, no, I'm saying a lot of times, for me, Mo, uh, is that I don't take someone's word about to look because you can only judge a person through personal experience exactly and you don't know our audio guy but but to say oh well i don't like him and then for you say well i don't like him either because shannon didn't like it you have no personal experience with him so why would you why would you dislike him people want us to dislike somebody because they They had a a negative experience with that Mm -hmm. same person and we buy into it Mm -hmm. we buy into it because this one don't like it. And then you say, why don't you like them? Let me, this is one thing my husband said to me one time. He said, mama, there's not a person on the face of this earth that I dislike. I may dislike what they do, but I don't dislike the person. And it took me a minute to understand because I'm like, I don't like their ass. I don't like what they did. I don't like their ass. I don't like their mama. I don't like none of them. But he said, no, there are things you've done that I dislike. But I don't dislike you. And once we can get past that, then we even grow to be better. So what you're seeing right now, Shannon, is Mrs. Sydney Hicks, that my husband has set me down and had conversations with me and really taught me how to be a lady. Because people in this business know if you get sideways, baby, you beat that boy over the head with that tray in the cafeteria, right? Listen, and the most interesting thing I'm going to say, right, about what she said is she said he, what? He raised her. Mm. That's what I was saying early. Er, right? Mm-hmm. We, 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 it, it, and I always say, you know, I would talk about how people don't like us to hold them accountable and, mm. um, you know, want more or better for them. We've been told that nobody can tell us nothing. That nobody can judge us. 
Well, yeah, motherfucker judging us anyway. <clears throat> what the problem is. But if someone is adding to your life, adding to. Notice that she he added to her life. He didn't take away. Oh. And I'm sure it was hard for her to take it in the beginning. Because she was told something. But she didn't understand that there is a better way to do things sometimes. It doesn't mean that um, that person don't like you or don't value the person you are. You want the people that love you. The people that you love, you will want to see them grow mm-hmm. and be everything they can be. A person that don't love you is going to beat you down and not edify you. That's a difference. Like when somebody's beating you down and they trying to, you know, really make you feel small versus someone saying, hey, uh-uh, you better than that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something completely, <laughs> you know. You to a standard. Yeah. Yeah. And they value the person that you are. Yes. And they see the and potential. And they're willing to work with you on that. But then there's really, they, but they see the greatness in you. You know, when somebody speak life into you, you become a better person. Yeah. You become, you grow. Exactly. It means they care. We've got it away from the fact that we can get instruction and we don't want instruction for anyone. We want people to accept our bullshit. And, it, and when our shit stink. No, I'm not going to sit here and smell your shit. If you stink, you just fucking stink. Get down. I will cuss your ass out in ways that they wish I beat them with a drink. And they had to say, Mama, they won't hear you. Right. They don't hear you once you go there. So he's had to teach me how to really be a queen. Right. Really know my worth. Really understand my value. And I'm grateful for that. And I used to say to my husband, I wish I could put you in a Bible and shake you up. And let black women take a sip Hmm. to know what it's like to truly be loved by a black man that is a king. When I tell you, Shannon, it's a love that is unexplainable and unimaginable. That's why I can't be broken. And I say that humbly. I can't be broken because I got a king at home. I got a king right there that when all this shit went crazy, that man took me by my hands and said, don't you know we good? And I believed him. And right now to this day, I believe him. And when you have that type of relationship, it's hard to bend over. You can't. Right. You said that. Now, niggas. (laughs) Is that the, is the shit you've been hearing me saying about what it, what being one represent? Right. That's a unified motherfucking relationship in in essence. Right? Unified relationship. Where people come together and have conversations and talk shit the fuck out. You know what I mean? How does that look when you able to sit down with someone and just talk out some stuff? Put a plan together and work it out together. Oh, come on, y'all. No, they don't want... And this is why I'm like... You've been hearing me talk about relationships actually can be this way, but it still means that you got to lower yourself. It's like the brother said last week, my last podcast, what the brother said. What did he say? Mm. 
He said, he said, <laughs> he said, man don't want to go home to be by himself. <laughs> He said he need, he needs someone he can he can come home and tell his troubles to, you know what I'm saying? And they sit down and talk about it, you know what I'm saying? And work out a plan and know that 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 he is supported, vice versa. Same thing. When you were at your lowest, he lifted you to your highest. Yes. You better know your homework, baby. I'm proud of you. We got to talk on that one. You better know your damn homework. I said that when I was at my lowest, he loved me like I was at my best. Mm -hmm. And I was mentally ill because you're in this business. Everybody thinks you are the hero. Consideration can be thrown out the window. Patience can be thrown out the window. Because when you get home, you believe that I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. And what I say is what goes, mm-hmm. and this is what it is. And then this is my third marriage, though my first, mm. because this is the first time I've known my place mm. as a black man. Come on, man, girl, talk it. And there's a place. What? Well, like oh, and we oh, get so okay. caught up in that word. What you mean your place? What you mean? Yes, my place. Without him saying it, his actions yeah. showed me that he was the leader of the household. His action showed her that he was the leader. <laughs> Lead me, niggas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are hey, you gonna turn around to the other side? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm. <laughs> Okay, so let me get. Um, I forgot the fuck I was finna say. See what happened? ADHD niggas, listen. <laughs> so I was on the phone with my brother and my sister last night. We were FaceTiming. And this nigga jumping all around the kitchen. I said, okay, so see, I got it. Honestly, it is a um, um, ADHD family. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> this nigga was bouncing all around the house. Like, what? What was that? That Mad TV when that one one that used to be jumping around after he drank that coffee. Remember, um, on Mad TV, he would be like the, um, 
He would have like the, he was the delivery guy. He would be jumping around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. So that was had to be there. Anyway, so <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh no, I don't know. I forgot. I forgot. Shit. Let's just let's get back to where we were. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Um. Yeah. When well, you got that man, man, mm-hmm. that know his place, and him walking like a little. Okay, just leave me, goddamn. I will be glad. Let me. Just, just, yeah. Who was, yeah, no, no, I know my place. You didn't hear me say that forever. I knew my motherfucking place. There's a lot of exes around here talking about coming home and shit. You know, just saying. That's right. Oh, him saying it. I knew I was dealing with a king. And he doesn't have to constantly remind you of it. No. Never you know. Never. You will submit. When we first got together, I sat at the head of that table. Comfortably. There was never... Did you hear that answer? She said, uh, when, we first got, when we first got together, I sat at the head of the table. Well, otherwise, isn't it? At the head. No, man. No, no, man. Mm-hmm. Conversation about it. So one day I knew I was in the wrong place. Mm. And I moved to the side of the table. That's right. And he said at the head. We never had a conversation about it. It just happened because it Organically. was supposed to. Because so she understood it. question my husband and why is he there, you would hope you would have one like that. I remember. today he always talking for her nigga that's his job protect the wife you come to me <laughs> that's scripture right you come to the husband if you got to deal with the come on now my, my baby you got to deal with the baby but you, you know deal with me you deal with my husband yeah mm-hmm. say what was it and I said that. I had typed that shit in there. Somebody was going to do eyes. He, it's all about the best. That's why y'all young bitches ain't got no man. Real shit. I said it. I meant it. I'm here to represent it. They don't. Because they don't know how to treat a man. Oh. What was it? It's all about that bag. That's all you know. It's not about a bag. They married. It's their bag. Is is our back? That's a problem, right? Because we don't understand. I, when I said it, it was a, another young lady was like, "You're right, sis." The true factor is we don't know what it's like to have a healthy family relationship. I wasn't finna fight with them retarded heifers for what? Because they don't know any better. Moving on. Our beautiful sister Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. did an interview with GQ magazine, and this, in my humble opinion, is where we keep throwing each other under the bus. Mm-hmm. You're doing an interview with GQ magazine, and I, I'm assuming the journalist was a white person, mm-hmm. and the conversation turned to Monique. And she said, well, I don't do business like Monique do business, and I'm glad I don't have that husband of hers. But she don't know your husband. And when I saw that, it's like, Tiffany, if you had a husband like mine, 
you may not have two DUIs. If you had a husband like mine, you may not be caught up in what looks like you could have been grooming a child. And I say all of that with no judgment. But when you speak about having a husband like mine, you open up the door. And I'm saying to you, if you had one like mine, you may not sit in these positions that you can't explain the next day. Right. Well, it's a hard way to go. So once again... Well, she doesn't even have a husband. That's Look it right like there. Well, then it now. You said it. Ain't she dating common? Ain't she dating common? He ain't strong. I, I was gonna say he's a strong black man, but no. He dated Erica Badu, so he ain't strong. Yeah, no. I sipped on that shit. That was a sip. That required us. <laughs> you, Mo, Moesha. Shay, 
do you tell another man about your situation? Ooh. And does he make you feel better? Like, who do you share your life with? So I don't agree with that at all. And I love my brother, but I don't agree with that. Huh? I think that makes the vision. Because yep. I got to call my girl and I talk to my husband. Right. When I heard Oprah say, and these are her words, not mine. She said, when I be stressed out and I be going through it after the show, I will come home and Gail will calm me down and put me to sleep. What you say? Well, okay, then you. That's why Gail husband said he can't compete with Oprah, nigga. Okay, now, real shit now, goddamn. And did you hear me say this before? That y'all be taking advice from people that ain't got sustainable or good relationships. Whatever, <laughs> what y'all be listening to, folks? Talking about he can't talk to no woman. He had a good woman. Shit, shit. Shawnee was a good woman. And he fucked that up. So, I mean, listen. Um, let me tell you something. Um, for real, for real. She took care home, for sure. We weren't made to be alone. But some people just choose to be alone. And if that's what you want, just don't be in no relationship. Just get you some side pieces. Yeah, side pieces. But, you know, just dibble and dabble all over the town. You, you can have and it. And if that is your choice. That's your choice. Do not... Get involved with other people's squabbles in their relationships. Say that one time now, goddamn. Because you yourself have chosen to stay single. Say what now? So you do not have an opinion when it comes to relationships. Ooh, did you hear my baby? Father, is that my child? I, I ran that. Oh, Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Niggas. <laughs> <laughs> what the baby said was, if you choose to be single, don't get in um, relationship business. Because you, you, you fucking up people. Shit. Because you don't, you don't value you don't being have an in. Opinion. You don't have an angle. You don't have anything to compare it to. If you ain't doing none of the you shit you... on the outside um, of what that is. Listen, if you ain't doing none of the shit you advising, because most of the time exactly. people advise the shit that they ain't doing. That or didn't even work for experience. the... Alright. Alright. Oh, come on now. Uh, we, 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 we have some fucked up weight. We don't really understand what it really means to think outside our motherfucking self. We've been programmed to be fucking selfish. Social media breeds narcissism. Just saying shit. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. Huh? Damn. You said it. You said it. I'm a but those are her words. So I, I, I believe that partnership is partnership That's all right. the way around. When I leave this earth, there's nothing my husband will not know about me and the other way around. That's right. Did you know after your first two marriages, you're going to get married again? Yes. Because my first two marriages were just marriages of... My first marriage was you just couldn't have the, the, the milk without buying the cow. Right. That was the first marriage. Right. And we were boxers. Okay. And we were Friday night fights. Okay? <laughs> okay. We were Friday. It wasn't domestic violence. We was Friday night fights. Right. Okay. I took an L sometime, but sometime I didn't. Right. Okay? Okay. 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 The second one was I couldn't afford to pay my rent. Right. And I didn't want to have a boyfriend. Right. So that's why I say this is the first time I've really been married. Right. 
Tell me the story that you wanted to share that nobody else knows that you were going to share with us. Y'all ready for this? I'm ready for that. I want you to move in. That man that was sitting right here on this couch, his name is Cat Williams. Yes. Cat Williams and I have a relationship. We're fraternal twins. <laughs> See? See people? Some, sometimes it's, it's some real stuff you can learn from other folks. Mm-hmm. Black people in the Americas and they were Moorish black people and that the chopping of the cherry tree of George Washington was him officially cutting off their inheritance and their history from ever being remembered and that he had written and said that in 200 years if we remove the turbans from their heads the sandals from their feet and we make them think that they are just like any other black people that they will forget their entire history and their inheritance and the fact that they are indigenous to the americas and did you know that our first peace treaty ever signed was with Morocco? And that if they had wanted their freedom, they could have had it, but they were never told about it, and so they were enslaved instead? <sighs> why can't we ever... Why... Why... Just why? Why can't... <sighs> we're the worst. Like... We're the worst. Our history is a total lie of everything. <sighs> Can I move? Our history is a... <laughs> That's a white man right there. <laughs> he was saying, why, why, we're, he ain't even talking about it. He's talking about what white people have done. Yeah, that's funny. But I ain't gonna put that all on white people because I know niggas was involved with this shit too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a niggas, but they, you know, they do diligence as well. You think the yeah, no, niggas was involved in this shit. They always involved in shit. Niggas always doing shit. And yeah, now you say nigga, you love your people, but they you just said they be setting niggas up. We know niggas set up other niggas. You know this. Just saying. Thought y'all would find that to be interesting and I actually didn't mean to hit that. That was an accidental. But informative nonetheless, was it talk? This is where I was going. So how are you both feeling about the wedding? Honestly, Pastor, I am so nervous about being a wife. All of my family, my sister, my mom, they all be divorced, and I just don't want that to be us. I want us. I want us to last. What makes you think it won't? Been on different pages lately. And I don't want our differences to become major issues. I see. Let me ask you something, Daryl. Do you know what causes a ship to sink? What if I'm now talking in? Says in Proverbs 25 17, let your foot be seldom 
in your neighbor's house, mm. lest he has his view of you mm. and hate you. Mm. You see, storms are going to come and the water is going to be rough. But if you hold on to each other and do what you can to protect what you have, you will do well. So how do we protect what we have? Two words. Communication and boundaries. What? What is it? Mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you got to say about that, ma'am? What you got to say? What what you got to say, ma'am? Huh? What you got to say? Nothing. Nothing? Uh-huh. You just said it, huh? Yeah. Niggas. What was the Proverbs? <laughs> Keep your ass from out your neighbor's house. Minding your neighbor's business. You minding your neighbor's business. Getting all up in their business. You gonna do what? Yeah. They gonna hate your ass. This is what we. This is why we. When we, if you ain't, if you ain't had, uh, if you don't really know anything about having a functional relationship, you need to mind your business, mm-hmm. cause you gonna fuck up somebody's shit. Mm-hmm. Real shit. Exactly. If you don't know anything about it, if you ain't, or your ass ain't been to school, I don't even know, cause sometimes when folks be in school, still fuck up still shit. <laughs> They be willing ignorance. But I'm just saying, like, if you don't really understand, if you ain't never had a relationship longer than four, five years, goddamn shit the fuck up, don't say shit. You ain't got longevity. <laughs> just saying. Because you already know y'all weekend relationship ass having niggas now. You be talking to people, you, they been talking to somebody like, nigga, I thought she was talking to them. Yeah, no, no, it didn't work out. And then next thing you know, in two more weeks, yeah, oh, yeah, Bob. I'm like, Bob? Who the fuck is Bob? I thought you were sitting there. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't work out. I was like, damn, y'all date each other like cold girls. Get them nothing. Anyway, <laughs> but for real, our relationship, people don't have long relationships no more. People don't even have relationships longer than motherfucking year no more, goddamn. Because they can't get along. Because they fucking selfish. All right, moving on, goddamn. Look, all I know is that 
Crystal loves you. And for whatever reason, you love her too. And you just can't let this and know all of this his consciousness get in the way of that. times we don't ask our mates what they want our life we don't take interest in what they want out of life and we don't share in their interest you heard me talk about this before we don't support each other's interest having a relationship with someone means you're merging your life And it's no longer about you being by yourself. You're now responsible for another person. And when you blend lives, you come in, you start as individuals coming into a oneness. Why women or men feel like they have to compromise what they want in order to make someone else happy? Well, life and marriage is a compromise. You both have to be willing to compromise with one another. Ain't that what we heard a brother say last week, too? That's why I bring various narratives to what I say. Um, because it's, you, you, we, some, we, sometimes we need... We, black people are storytellers by nature. And how we really grasp something is through, uh, is visually, tactilely, how we hold on to it, touch it, you know, feel it, whatever. So, um, having a narrative puts in mind what I'm saying. Because sometimes I'm just talking to you. But me having something that you can actually hear played out and me being able to explain where I was coming from helps you to really bring it home, right? That's why cinema therapy works pretty good because it gives you an avenue into something to give you better understanding or, you know, shed light on it. So when I talk about your spouse might be a coach and you supporting them, assisting however you can or showing up whenever they have something that's taking interest in their interest that's supporting your mate letting them know that you're in with them and you and you want to you know support what they do they you go from being one person doing these things alone but when you come together y'all work together together 
to assist one another's in their interest. And that's what make the everybody gets to keep part of the things that they did before they got into the relationship and merging it into the relationship. It's a healthy, you know, coexistence. It's a, it's just like, I don't know, I some stuff, I guess that's what I mean, me and my son was talking about today. Some things are very easy for me to understand. And that's the thing we were discussing. He's like, there's certain things that just come so natural. You could just, it's just, it's like, you know, it's simple to you. But it's not always simple to other people. So you have to be willing to be patient with people in their process. Because what comes easy to you don't always come easy to someone else. And giving them grace as they learn something new, it makes a difference. It helps you it helps them to understand that you you care about them and that you're willing to um stretch yourself and go beyond your own, you know, desires, but go beyond your own plight and it it's just that's nigga, I don't know how the hell to put it, shit. <laughs> just saying, you know what I'm saying. It's just the thing that we have to learn how to do, you know, with one another. Last one. Look, I just don't want to work and not enjoy life and, you know, experience the world and travel and just be happy. took into consideration some of the things you were saying. You see what I mean? That's exactly where I was going with that. Hey, really? Oh, thank you, man. Oh, wow. The thing about a black woman is we're always willing to um, put our needs and desires aside for you. But we don't always get that. <clears throat> That's one of the biggest issues I had in my marriage was whatever he wanted, I was giving him what he needed and everything he wanted. Um, but but when I, I was seeking for something, I wasn't getting what I asked for. And 20 years of that is some motherfucking shit. Because what you find when you are constantly giving the person what they desire and what they need, when you don't get it, you feel like you're giving so much of yourself and you're not getting anything in return. And a relationship is not supposed to be one-sided because that's exactly what that represents. That represents someone benefiting from the relationship and the other person is getting nothing. Mm-hmm. How is that um, balanced? It's not. Um, and that's really what what they were talking about. It's to find balance in the relationship where both parties get something from being in that relationship. <laughs> yeah. You 
anything now? Nope. You good? Mm-hmm. You finish? Mm-hmm. Okay, Nichols. Well, well. I have one more thing, and then we'll be done. This is the last piece. Who bestows loving kindness possesses all things. Who remembers the pious deeds of the patriots. The most high slow of anger gave you great kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgressions. But who will by no means clear the guilty. Visit the iniquities of fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation. The most high's work is perfect for all his ways of justice, the God of faithfulness, and without iniquity, just and right and see. You may be seated. Chapter 19, verse 1, hallelujah. hallelujah. And it came to pass in those days when there was no king in Israel. There was no king. There was no king uh, set up at this time. So everybody is living and doing according to their own ways and doing what they want to do. Right? Go ahead. That there was a certain Levite sojourning on the farther side of the hill country of Ephraim, uh -huh. who took to him a concubine out of out of Bethlehem. A concubine out of Bethlehem. In right? Judah. Now, the word for concubine, it says, Isha. That's, That's what the word in the Hebrew said, but that don't mean a concubine. A so in the Hebrew it said he took him a woman. Mm -hmm. Right? It could mean woman, it could mean wife. Right? Mm -hmm. out, of the Beth out of Bethlehem, Judah, Tamshi. And his concubine played the harlot against him. Uh -huh. Now, in verse 2, it says, and his concubine played what? The harlot against, against him. Which means Pelegesh. Now, now we're going to find out how did she play the whore. Because you can play, you can play, the word for playing the whore is Zana. It means to play the whore, and it also means to go astray. Okay? To go astray. What does go astray mean? Off the right path mm -hmm. or the route? 
strain. Strain means to wander from the strengths of the laws of God. Mm -hmm. When you begin to wander away from the laws of God, you done played the whore. Alright? Now, a woman can play the whore against her husband without having sex. Because she didn't have sex. She ran off from her husband. Let's read it. And went away from him. Unto her father's now, house. When, it's, when it says play the whore, it don't actually mean that she had sex. She went off. She straight away. Uh, all right, go ahead. Tom Sheen, what verse you at? Two, three? King, verse two. Uh-huh. Tom Sheen. Unto her father's house to Bethlehem and Yehuda. I was there the space of four months. Or she didn't fulfill her wifely duties. Mm-hmm. Or the, 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 the fulfillment of what she's supposed to do. She, she ran off. Mm. Could be for a purpose. Could not be for a purpose. So she left four from her husband and went to her father's house and stayed there for four months. For four months, I ain't seen my wife. My wife done disappeared. Now she goes, she pop up, she's by her father's house. Let's read what it says. And her husband arose and went after her to speak kindly unto her to bring her back. You know what it says? It says, Dabar al lebo. Lebo means he's Exactly what she did. He had to have done something to make her run off because mm-hmm. um normally in the culture, right, when a woman would run off from her husband or because they weren't married yet, mm-hmm. her betrothed, it was because it was something that he had done. So she returned to her father's house for refuge right. or for someone to deal with um, or hold him accountable for what he did to her. Because again, they were not married yet. Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't run into any random place. It still takes you back to help you to understand that in, in relationships that they weren't supposed to be separated for long spots of time. It, it was just uncustomary for that to have checked. It happened or t- transpire. Um, seriously. It's just because... God, no, because God talks about what space creates. Space creates <laughs> um, a divide in the marriage or in the relationship. When you're not connected or communicating with one another regularly, it creates the space. It causes... Um, no, nah, niggas can get creeped out. Oh, shit, I'm about to bite my tongue. People can get cre- people creep in. Goddamn, yes. they be snatching up your stuff. You know what I mean? You, you you're not you're not you around. Need window open, you it's need easy. Open it's things. easy for you to fall to pr- temptation when you're disconnected. Seriously, that's, that's why he hold us accountable about how we treat one another in our relationships, huh? And going to your wife, finding out what's bothering her, what's aggravating you, because men get into a type. Sometimes we men get tight, get 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 over above, like they can't consider their wife's feelings. Ain't nothing wrong with that, and that don't make you no impact. So that this nigga said 
that don't make you an empath. <laughs> Being an empath is not bad. Okay. So he's saying that it's okay to consider your woman's feelings. Right. When she's telling you she's unhappy about something. And that the reality is those feelings. Hey, come on, brothers. I'm telling you, these niggas is oh, man. You know, really, they ain't nothing like them street nigga corners. I mean, corners. corners. Them street corner niggas. <laughs> they have a whole nother disposition. See that there, niggas? Uh huh. See now, all of these niggas is tripping. Is oh, he went to consider his wife because we're one. Yes. So we're. now because we all one. The what? Father? What do I? What? How do I? You're one. Huh? One? Niggas. Ha ha. Father? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you did. You didn't prove me again because niggas, 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 niggas thought that I was being a woman when I was saying this shit. But here is a nigga man. Oh, good God Almighty! Not another nigga man. I didn't. I didn't gave you two nigga mans making this. Oh, come on, y'all. He's supposed to affect <laughs> you, and that's when the house can grow together. When the house can grow together as one. Um, that's two nigga mans. But this one ain't dating yet. Really? No, he's single. I thought he had a wife. Uh uh-uh. uh, he don't have one. But he was preaching a couple of. Weeks back, about how he he want him an Isha, you know. But he says it's, it's rough in these streets to find him a righteous woman, sure you know. Enough. It is. Sure yeah, man. Um, yeah. Understood. Yeah, and he's short too, so you know. What the heck is that? Mean? <laughs> what you trying to say? A match for a match? What are you trying to say? No, I'm short? just just no. I'm just short? saying nothing. But just listen. So, um. Yeah, dang it. What did you try to say? I ain't saying nothing. You did, though. You did. You did. You already said it. Yeah, so listen, now. The man said. We need to learn how to be together. Unified as one people. Unified as husband and wife in or in, in y'all relationship in one niece. You know what I'm saying? He said it ain't nothing wrong for a man to consider his woman's feelings. Baby, what's going on with you? You don't like it when you said you need this from me? Okay, well let me see what I could do. I mean you didn't heard me say this so many times, but I it's men here. Black these are black men. Women think black men can't be like him. Niggas is being in tune with shit nowadays, goddamn. No. R- r- little r- this is, see, the thing is, is what women was looking for was what they wasn't get was a righteous man. Clearly, righteous men have an ability to actually think outside their motherfucking self. Beat it, nigga. Just when we, start, when we start doing things sideways and only sidetrack, only considering yourself, the house gonna fall. Come with it. The house gonna fall. Now you wanna wonder why you, you, you don't have no wife in the house. Let's read. No. To bring 
nigga said, now you want to know why you ain't got no wife in the house. Or your woman that ran off. Because you wasn't considering the feelings. Or she stopped talking to your ass. Because you wasn't considering the feelings. Why she ran off with Billy Bob. <laughs> Because <laughs> Billy Bob was listening to her and he was saying, oh, what happened, boo? Oh, you said you need me to spend some time with you. I'm coming to see you. You mean to tell me that dude wasn't? He wasn't hanging out with you? What you mean? Nigga women is dating Billy Bob. Yes, I know. <laughs> and Billy Bob's out there listening to the feelings. You know, he he cuddling up. Yeah. They having date nights. Shit. That's why she running off with Billy Bob. Ding 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 ding. Okay, I'm done. Having a servant with him and a couple of asses, and she brought him into her father's house. And when the father of the damsel saw him. He rejoiced to meet him. Why did he come with gifts, Zakir? Why? Because <laughs> the motherfucker was wrong. Cause be, because according to the culture, when he offended and done something wrong, he needed to bring a gift to the father. Because yes, he, he was out of line. To the father. Mm-hmm. He came bearing gifts to tell the father he was sorry for mistreating. Because if you offend her, you offend him. Oh, what? We're, we're, listen, uh, this is some old-fashioned shit. No, goddamn. See, I don't say it again. If if we, if fathers had sustainable relationships with other women, and their daughter seen that, then they know what to expect from a man. They ain't gonna go out and just get some shit. We model what we see. We obtain our worth by what we see our fathers do unto other women. And you need to have a relationship with your daughters. So, when the man says, Daddy, in law, I fucked up, I'm ready to make amends for my wrongdoing. I'm coming to let you know I'm lowering. And I apologize for not treating your daughter effectively. Ain't that what the brother said last week? Because you made a promise to her father as well. Yes, you did. That she was going to treat his daughter white. Take care of his daughter. Because he's leaving her in your hands. Oh, uh-huh. whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, that's olden days. Nigga, if, if, wait a minute, niggas. No. The fuck? No. If you take somebody, you... You vow to God and the parents that you are stepping up to do something. Just like she vowed to God and your folks that she was going to respect you. Because it wasn't good either when a woman disrespected her husband because she stayed with her in-laws. And that means her daddy would have came with gifts and she was out of line. Because I gave you a fucked up child and I'm sorry that, you know, that she ain't shit. You know. Do you make your dad look bad? Nigga. You see? Principles keep family lines sustainable, healthy. That's right. Growth. 
You feel me? Oh, girl, you just you just you just you just overthinking. You know this is this uh, these days and times. That's our motherfucking problems. We don't have no goddamn standards. We don't hold no standards. Our families all fucked up, and we be all in niggas' business. Families be all in your goddamn business, fucking up shit, cause they don't have standards. They don't have no respect for your marriage or your household. If you ain't sewing. If you ain't sewing real shit and growth in my shit, you don't need me in it. your business. Matter of fact, ain't nobody business anyway, goddamn. Let's just, come on. And his father-in-law, the damsel's father, retained him. And he abode with him three days. He was happy to see him. This is my father's safe, right? He couldn't have took her back if she laid with somebody else. That's right. That's right. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? He couldn't have took her back. If... She lay with someone else. And that was true. She wouldn't defile herself. Unless he chose to forgive her, though. True that. Now, so her father was happy. Father was happy to see him. Why? Because when you marry a daughter, you get a woman from her father's house. It got to be peace between you and the father. It gotta be peace between you and the mother. It gotta be peace between you and the family. There's nothing that gonna stir up no type of problems between the husband and your wife's family. Go ahead, Reed. So they did eat and drink and lodge there. What and verse Verse five. And it came to pass on the fourth day that they arose early in the morning and he went up to the park and the damsel's father said unto his son-in-law, Stay thy heart with a morsel of bread. He said, comfort your heart with a piece of bread. Uh-huh. It took very little to suffice the righteous. Yeah. It took very little to suffice. They eat a piece of bread, drink some water, and they good. Facts. It still was customary to do it because um, I always talk about food being centered around covenant keeping. Food represented something a little bit more than what we can understand it today. Similar to what you see in like the Greeks and the Italians. They family come down and break bread. <sighs> and there is deals done on the table. Connections made at the table. Marriages solidified at the table. You understand what I'm saying? We've lost our culture. We have nothing. We have no concept of any culture, period. We have bits and pieces and fragments of it, but we don't really have what we actually did. They stripped you of everything, and we don't even understand what it's like to actually have a culture. Everybody around us have one, except us. shall go your way. Uh-huh. So they sat down and did eat and drink, both of them together. And the damsel's father said unto the man, Be content, I pray thee, and tarry all night, and let thy heart be merry. And let your heart be merry. Let your heart be merry. Cheer yourself up. Be joyous in your heart. Uh-huh. Now a cheer. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Have a cheerful mind. A cheerful heart. When you leave here, I want you to be happy. Not all stressed out and aggravated. Now a cheerful heart or a cheerful mind is a person who 
generally have a happy disposition. Come right? with me. He's always happy, so this person always had a happy. You know, some people, they ain't always happy, so now their disposition is all twisted and upside down, and they're always ready to go at you and argue. And... Right. Did I tell you about the story one time when I went to uh, work when I was back home. Uh, I used to work for the school district and the lady, Miss Choice. Um, I came in in the morning and I was like, hey, how y'all doing? And she was like, why are you always so damn happy? I was so pissed off, goddamn. I was like, fuck it, I ain't speak nobody no goddamn more. Till one day, my work husband. You know who I'm talking about. Mm. Your English teacher. At Winchester, Mr. Barrel. Oh. It's my work husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Barrel was my work husband. Um, he said, What's going on with you? And I'm like, What you talking about? He was like, He used to come in every morning and, and smile at me and hug me. And and I, I'm like, I miss seeing that every day. So I told him what happened. And he was like, Don't let nobody do that. You never know who might need that cheery disposition every morning. Don't let nobody take that from you. Mm-hmm. Now, where is it? I was like, hey. That <laughs> 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 was my boo, boy. He my boo. Dr. Barrow was my man. That was my boo. Um, he, was a, he was one of the examples of um, a decent black man that I hadn't seen in in a very long time because he had a great relationship with his wife. They had an amazing bond. They still together. And that was a beautiful thing to see black people like that. It wasn't, you know, my age group is what I'm saying because I've seen older people, but, you know, my age group, it wasn't common to see black men like him. Right? They're always in good spirits. Um, Topsy, verse 7, hallelujah. Yeah. And the man rose up to depart, but his father-in-law urged him, and he lodged there again. And he arose early in the morning on the fifth day to depart. And the damsel's father said, Stay thy heart, I pray thee, and tarry ye until the day declined. And they did both, and they both eat, Slika. And when the man, Slika, and they did eat, both of them. Verse 9, And when the man rose up to depart, he and his concubine and his servant, his father-in-law, the damsel's father, said unto him, Behold, now the day draweth towards evening. Tarry, I pray you, all night. Behold, the day groweth to an end. Lodge here, that thy heart may be merry. Because it wasn't accustomed to allow them to leave. Once the day is growing to an end, they say, they saw lodging. Kept the men, held the men. Then when the day break, they said, you can go ahead, right? Go ahead. And tomorrow, get you early on your way, mm-hmm. that thou mayest go home. But the man would not tarry that night. But he rose up and departed and came over against Jebus. Jebus. Uh-huh. The same is Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And there were with him a couple asses saddled. Uh-huh. His concubine also was with him. Uh-huh. When they were by Jebus, the day was far spent. The servant said unto his master. Now Jebus, Jebusites called Jebusi, descendants of Jebus, well, there was, that was the third son of Canaan. Alright, go ahead. The day was far spent. The servant said unto his master, Come, I pray thee, and let us turn aside 
into this city of the Jebusites and lodge in it. And his master said unto him, We will not turn aside into the city of a foreigner that is not of the children of Israel, but we will pass over Gibeah. And he said unto his servant, Come and let us draw near to one of the places, and we will lodge in Gibeah or in Ramah. So they passed on and went their way, and the sun went down upon them, near to Gibeah, which belonged So they thought things were going to be better. They said, listen, man, we ain't going to sit here in James. We don't know what's going to go on, what's going to take place. These are not my people, right? We don't serve the same God. <laughs> you know how we are. You think my folks you know looking on. Belonging to Benjamin, uh -huh. and they turn aside thither to go in to lodge in Gibeah. And he went in and sat down in the broad place of the city. Uh -huh. For there was no man that took them into his house to lodge. Uh -huh. That's strange. That's strange. So now they're in their brother's land, Benjamin, in Gibeah, and nobody took them in. That's nobody. That's all. <laughs> they're strange. They probably have been better off than Jables. Because what took down and what happened with them? That was a sad thing in Israel, man. That was sad, Tamshi. Verse 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And behold, there came an old man from his workout in the field at even. Uh-huh. Now the man was of the hill country of Ephraim. Uh-huh. And he sojourned in Gibeah. But the men of that place were Benjamites. Uh-huh. And he lifted up his eyes and saw. The wayfaring man in the bright wayfaring man, a wanderer, he, he wandering around. He wandering, wandering, right? Hoping that somebody would take him in. Nobody bringing him in. Nobody's accepting him. Tom Sheet. Go out No one from Tally at all. That's right. That's right. Of Abraham. Tom Sheet. Saw the man wayf wayfaring. Saw the wayfaring man in the broad place of the city, and the old man said, Whither goest thou? Said, Where you going? Uh huh. And whence comest thou? And where you coming from? Uh huh. And he said unto him, We are passing from Bethlehem into Yehuda, unto the farther side of the hill country of Ephraim. From thence I am. And I went to Bethlehem in Yehuda, and I am now going to the house of the Most High. Uh huh. And there is no man that taketh me into his Nobody house. Nobody would take me in. Nobody even thought to take that man in. No hospitality, like, like, like the prince said. No hospitality of Abraham. Uh-huh, Reed. Yet there is both straw and straw. And profit and for our asses. Uh-huh. And there is bread and wine also for me. You hear what he's saying? You ain't got to worry about feeding me. You ain't got to worry about feeding my asses. We are not going to be a burden on you. I just need somewhere to lay my head. I just need somewhere to lay my head. Uh-huh. And for thy handmaid, and for the young man that is with thy servants, there is no one of anything. Uh -huh. And the old man said, Peace be unto thee, howsoever let all thy wants lie upon me. Uh -huh. Only lodge not in the broad place. Mm -hmm. So he brought him into his house, and gave the ass his father. And, he, and, and they washed their feet, and uh -huh. did eat and drink. Did eat and drink, As they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, certain base fellows, he set the house. Now why are they eat, why are they making the hearts merry? He said certain base fellows, certain worthless men beset what? Beset, beset the, the house around the, the house. They surrounded the house. Go ahead. Beating at the door. They're beating at the door. 
And they spoke to the master of the house, the old man saying, Bring forth the man that, that came into the house, that we may know him. He said, listen, they banging on the door. They said, listen, bring out that man that came into your house, because we want to know him. You know what that means. You know exactly what that means. <laughs> Sex, right. They want to know him sexually. <laughs> That's right. Tom she. And the man, the master of the house, went out unto them and said unto them, Nay, my brethren, I pray you, do not... Do not so wickedly. He said, do not do so wickedly. This is not ought to be done in Israel. Uh -huh, Read. Look Seeing what he told. that this man is coming to my house. Seeing that this man came under the protection of my house. You see the ways of God. <laughs> Anybody that comes into your house, you got to protect them with, yes, with everything you got. Because yes, they're sir. under your roof. Jesus. You can't allow nothing to happen to that person. Go ahead. Do not this one to thee. Behold, here is my daughter, the virgin. So you mean to tell me the hospitality superseded the love that he had for his own daughter? Huh? Because he was ready to give his own daughter up just to, just to save the, the, uh, the honor in the name of this house, of that house. That's right. Talk, talk to you. And his concubine. I will bring them out now and humble ye. And yeah, humble, you humble them. them. I'm gonna bring out the mate, my daughter, and I'm my daughter, and I'm gonna bring out this concubine. Now the daughter was what? A maiden, but she was a virgin. She ain't know no man. He said, I'm gonna bring out this woman and I'm gonna bring out the concubine, right? Tom Fed, Tom She. I know he knew that they would not lie with them because they didn't want. They wanted the man. Right. So he was probably calling their bluff. Yeah. Them what seemeth good unto you. Uh-huh. But unto this man, do not so wanton a thing. Uh-huh. But the men would not hearken to him. So the man laid hold on his concubine and brought her forth unto them. And they knew her and abused her all night until the morning. He didn't bring out the virgin. The virgin stayed in took the concubine, sent her out there. They took the concubine and abused her. She was a read. And when the day began to spring, they let her go. Mm -hmm. Then came the woman in the dawn of the day and fell down at the door of the man's house where her, where her, where her lord was. Man, the whole train on her. Wore her out, man. It was so much, it was too much, it was unbearable that the woman died. They killed her, man. Go ahead, read. Where her lord was till it was light. And her Lord rose up in the morning and opened the doors of the house and went out to go his way. And behold, the woman, his concubine, was fallen down at the door of the house with her hands upon the threshold. And he said unto her, Up, and let us be going. But none answered. Then he took her upon, his, upon the ass, and the man rose up and got him into, unto his place. And when he was come into his house, he took a knife and laid hold on his concubine and divided her limb by limb into twelve pieces and sent her throughout all the borders of Israel. He could have. What took place? And that's what he did. He cut them in twelve pieces, sent it out to every tribe. Listen, so that they know that there was wickedness in the city and this is what's going on with the people. And that goes to show you right there that you can't side with people in their wickedness. I don't care if you're my brother, man. I don't care if you're blood. But if you're wrong, you. There's no way I can agree with you, man. Let's go to the Psalms. 
chapter 94. We ain't right. That's right. That's right. From the book, reading from the book of Tehillim, Psalms, chapter 94, verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Almost high. Uh -huh. But I would wonder if they actually translated that inappropriately. Because we also know what we're dealing with here. But to whom vengeance belongeth? He said, O oh Lord, O oh Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth? Because God is the only one that avenges himself. You see the most high. What did, what, did, what did the creator do to King David? He stopped him from taking vengeance and caused Abigail to meet him with the bread and everything that he requested from uh, Nabal. Go ahead, Tom C. Thou God, to whom vengeance belongeth, shine forth. Uh -huh. Lift up thyself, thy judge of the earth. Lift up thyself, thy judge of the earth. So who, who the only one that exhausts himself? God. God is the only one that exhausts himself. Uh-huh, Tamshi. Render to the proud their recompense. Now, a proud heart, right? People that have pride and full of proud, they look at you as failures. Mm -hmm. They look at you as a failure by ignoring your strength and magnifying your weakness. Jeez. And when you magnify a person's weakness, you got that, those are not words of encouragement Jeez. to keep pushing for God. Mm -hmm. You don't magnify no one's weakness. God said to reprove them, chastise them, show them where they go wrong, but you don't magnify and uplift their weakness or their weak points. Tom Sheep. Most high, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked exult? Uh-huh. They gush out, they speak arrogancy. All the so how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? Hmm. Uh-huh. How long shall they speak hard things? The word for hard is atak. Atak means arrogance. Mm. Arrogance is when a person is unpleasantly proud mm. and behaving as if you are more important than or no more than others. Mm. Nobody can tell you nothing. Belittling someone. Forward. Forward. And forward thoughts separate from God. Yes, it Those does. are thoughts that is contrary for what we read for what God said. Tom Sheep. All the workers of iniquity bear themselves loftily. They crush their people, O Most High, and afflict their heritage. Verse six now. They slay the widow and the stranger, and the murder of, and, and murder the fatherless. Go back to verse five. They crush their people, O Most High, and afflict their heritage. Crush people, O Lord, and afflict their heritage. Huh? The word for crush is daka, means to oppress, right? To keep someone in subservience. On, subservience means a person that's willing to obey. So we abuse that. A person is willing to honor and respect and obey. And the one that's oppressing or in that oppressive state, you abuse that. And take and take advantage of that, Tom Sheep. Verse 6, hallelujah. They slay the widow and the stranger. They slay the widow and, and murder, the stranger. Uh -huh. And murder the fatherless. Murder the fatherless. And they say, the Lord will not see. Neither will the God of Yaakov give heed. Consider 
ye brutish amongst the people. So that's the that's the evil. God ain't gonna see it. So they think they got the leeway to do according as they feel huh. against the will of God, and then say, well, God ain't paying me no mind. I'm gonna continue doing what I want to do, do as I feel. No good. Tom C. Consider ye brutish among the people, and ye Consider fools. Consider ye brutish. The word for brutish it means ignorant. It means bored. And an ignorant and a bored person is a rude or insensitive person. Insent insensitive person, right? Now, a insensitive, a insensitive person is a person that shows no concern for others. Damn. You cannot serve God with that. <laughs> Come with me. I gotta be able to show concern and I gotta be able to have concern for people and their feelings so that I don't offend you. Because it ain't all about me and it ain't all about you. I gotta be able to consider you and in return, you guys will consider the, the next person. Come with me. each other. Tell she. And ye fools, when. Will ye understand? Uh -huh. He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? So he that planted the ear, he that created of the ear, you think he don't hear? Come <laughs> he, he that formed the eye, shall he not see? Uh -huh. He that, in, that instructed the nations, shall he not correct? Come on. He that chastises it, he that corrects the nation, That's shall it. what? Correct. Even he that, oh, speak up. Shall not, shall not he correct? Uh -huh. Even he that teaches man knowledge. Come on. The most I know of the thoughts of but man. But guess what? When God corrects you, we got to be able to perceive the correction of God. Come on. A lot of people don't perceive when this is the correction of God. No. Because we, 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 we look, you know what I noticed today um, when I was reading when King David messed around with Uriah, the Hittite wife, he stayed in a repentant mindset. Yeah. That's the, that's the way, and he, he started talking about how he enrolled himself in sackcloth and wrapped his loin in sackcloth. King David stayed in a repentant mindset. He, didn't, he never forgot what he did yeah, that was against God. Yeah. But that's why, that, that's the mind frame that we need to have. That's it. <laughs> That's the mind frame we need to have. We need, oh, huh? It That's right. It taunted him. He was sorrowful for that. He had a broken spirit, man, behind that. Because he knew he was wrong. Yeah. Tom C. The most I know of the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Yeah. Uh -huh. Happy is the man that... Twelve. Happy is the man... Whom thou instructest, O Mosai. Yes. That's just the man whom thou chastenest. Yes, huh? that you chasten, because that you correct. in the chastening of God, you will understand and realize where you went wrong. Come on. So that you can make corrections in your life. That's it. That's why God chastened us. Throughout the whole time, God led us through the wilderness to prove us in the wilderness to see whether we could, are we able to serve God or not? That's so it. I notice how God worked. In Joshua 7, Joshua said, oh, Mosiah, he said, you done took these people out the wilderness to kill him? That's not how God worked. Mm -mm. And I use that for an example. Yeah. The yeah. Most High brought you to meet this person for a reason. 
sometimes. And she said, ah, she blame him. No, you forgetting the essence. God ain't bring you towards me for you to just separate. God brought you to me so I can show you who God is. Come on now. That's the reason why. Go ahead, read. <sighs> and teach us out of thy law. Uh-huh. That thou mayest give him rest from the days of evil until the pit be digged for the wicked. Okay. For the Most High will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. No. For right shall the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But who are God's people? Where is God's people? He said, my people shall hear my voice. Come on. Huh? No he said, a stranger will not follow. So we become strange when we are not following after the laws and the commandments of God. Yeah, God, look at you as a stranger. Okay? In order for God to take us to himself, we have to be following after his laws, commandments, and statutes. We got to take heed to these things. Tom Sheep. For right shall return unto justice, and all the upright in heart shall follow. And all the upright in heart shall follow. An upright heart, an upright mind, huh? Is a humble person recognizing their own limitation and mistakes. Come on. You got to understand and recognize your limits. Well, I can't cross this. There's no way I can cross this line. Because for me to cross this line is to die. For me to violate this law is to die. Hmm? Come see. Who will rise up against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the most I have been my help, mm-hmm. my soul had soon dwelt in silence. Mm-hmm. If I will rise up for me against the evildoers, or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul will almost dwell in silence. What I said, my foot slipping. Come on. Huh? The word for slipping is mata, memtet, hey. It means to waver. It means to vacillate. To waver means to be undecided between an opinion or a course of action. Huh? To vacillate means to waver in the mind, your will, or feelings. To hesitate in choices. And don't, have, don't we hesitate? We hesitate and we juggle with God's law. We hesitate and we juggle and we fluctuate with God. We're not straight. We're not we're not pursuing that straight and narrow path, and we're not back without backing up. We go forward and then we back up. We go forward and then we back up. Tom she, if I say my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Most High, holdeth me up. Uh huh. 
since he was in that baby. You know what I mean? And you know something? Come on, let's be truthful with ourselves. If you speak the word of God according to the word of God, there's no wrong. That's right. There's no rebuttal. That's right. There's no well I feel. That's right. That's right. You know, because God is precise. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? And you won't go to places that speak of God and they break down things like this. Mm -mm. We the people that God created to bring forth that power. Yeah. That's right. You understand? Israelite places. I'm not saying all Israelite places are wrong or right because we got more wrong than right because we claim to know so much right. but we do so little. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? We claim to have the right way, but some of them will curse you from off the corner. Yeah. You, you think it's niggas up there teaching. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So when Israelite is wrong, we're terribly wrong. That's right. You understand? There's only one way that we can bring this forth, and it's in righteousness and in holiness. Yeah. It's being, Father said, he looks towards who? The contrite spirit. The contrite heart. Humility. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That hardness and the hardness about shut up, nigga. Shut up, baby. How can God enter into you? Huh? And why should he enter into you? Come on. Huh? Right. Don't you understand why the world is crazy like it is? It's not because of the white men, it's because of us. We did this by not bringing forth proof, righteousness in a holy way. That's right. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? That's why you got to mean this. Yes. To maintain being the Israelite. Nigga strong. 
He heard him. He said that's where we get our bop from. You know how black men walk. <laughs> that nigga strong. <laughs> that stride come from Jacob being bopped. <laughs> That's where we get our bop from. I ain't heard that one. That's a new one. <laughs> anyway, y'all. Uh, it's been long enough. Deuces.